Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Pumphrey, along with my co-host, Dr. Christy Stewart, coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And you know, Christy, this show is going to be all about remembering things, right? That's I mean, right. And we talk about in every show things that we can use, utilize every day, things that we can make ourselves better with. These things are not going to be new or anything like that, but you have compiled a list of 12 things to always remember. A listener sent me this list... Uh, I couldn't find a designated author because it's out on a lot of different It's people. out there. <laughs> so I don't know exactly who came up with the list. But we're going to talk today and we're going to go through the 12 mm-hmm. because they are really good things to remember in everyday life when you're establishing habits and reestablishing habits. and well, 66 having, days. Exactly. Yeah. Having good days, having bad days. Uh, kind of to revert back to the list and think, okay, yeah. I think it's really important for people to always keep these things forethought in their mind so then that way they can access it just that quick. Exactly. So it lists are great. It gives you a foundation, if you will, to know what you're going to go, where you're going to go next, and how you're going to do it. Really. Exactly. And today we're going to talk about the 12 things to always remember. Well, let's jump into number one. The past cannot be changed. Now, we've talked about this on many shows, but man, do we still kind of rebuild it every time, don't we? Oh, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how many times I beat my head against a wall, and, and I think I'm in excess in this, that I kind of get stuck in that hallway of wanting to change the past sometimes. Oh, yeah. I, I know everybody gets there, but I, I think that this is something that I, I definitely struggle with, probably more than a lot of other people. Some people can let things go a lot easier than I can. I do think it's hard for people to let things go and to, I don't know, let the past be the past or what yeah. what is it Puma says in the Lion King, put your past and your behind. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what the exact wording is there, but um I it I think it is very hard for people to do that. They just cannot let it go, whatever that thing is. Yeah. Well Ecock totally said that people create and maintain problems because they give them a sense of identity. Mm, and I think that's, that's true. true. I, I hate to kind of admit it, but I really thought about this. And I mean, there are some things that I don't let go of because in an unhealthy way, they give me a sense of identity into something that good or bad was a significant part of my life that I just don't want to let go of, even though it doesn't serve me anymore. Really? It, I think we all probably do that. I mean, I'm sure I, we do. I'm the, sure I do, too. I just really put some thought into it and thought, you know, I mean, if you're going to live in the present, you can't focus so much on the past. But the past, some of those things in the past give us our identity, especially if we're talking about our childhood or, mm-hmm. you know, some people we know that are divorced and that's all that their identity is tied to their divorce or they have kids and their identity is tied to their kids or they've right. they had a significant thing happen. We did a show with Dana Priyanka Hammond, right? And she was child trafficked here. And not that she's like stuck there because she's very proactive right now Mm -hmm. and moving forward and writing a book and so forth. But those things that happened in her past definitely are part of her identity. I think we all have those. It's just a matter of, do we get stuck there? Yeah. So we're, so when you say that it's more about picking that one aspect and not being able to come out of it or learn something from it or learn to deal with it, you have actually built a home in this town. And right. this is okay. And the fear of losing that identity prevents us from living in the moment. I could see that. Yeah, because I mean, if you think we've all met people like that, and parts of my life, I'm probably still like that. Yeah, I think it, that some people, if you really self reflect, I think we're all going to have some of those things sure. that we're stuck in. You know, that 55 year old person that, Blames their parents for all their problems in their life. 
Right? Okay. True. You know, I mean, yeah, maybe if you're 10, <laughs> that that's true. But we, we don't know how we would be without those things. Because they are part of our character. Our, and they're you know. true, right? They're things yeah. that happened in the past. And, and we're not talking necessarily all bad things. No, no. You know, I mean, you have the... 60-year-old at the bar that was the high school school. quarterback, you know? (laughs) That's tied to his identity. (laughs) Pretty much a a John Cougar Mellencamp song. (laughs) And that's not helpful to your life at 60. Right, exactly. I mean, that's an example of something good that... But you can't get past. Anything I think we do in excess, and, you know, I I can be prone to excess so uh maybe that's why this is one thing that does i do struggle with but you know we need to know how to begin to move away from some of those things that when they don't serve us anymore and if they're serving you well and you're good and happy with that as part of your identity that's great right but if it's not serving you well we really need to rethink it and we're talking about those people that feel like that they actually peaked in high school at 18, and now you're 35 going, man, that's when I was great. No, tomorrow you can be great. Exactly. You, so, exactly. You, yeah. Your you, away. Yeah. That, that's your past, man. You know, let it go. Move on. Whatever you want to be great at, be great at. You can do that tomorrow. Start it tomorrow. Exactly. Those choices we make today, you know, those are not set in the past. I agree with it. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great one. I think people need to hear that more often in their lives, especially if you can say it to yourself. Say it over and over again. You, the past cannot be changed. Whether it was a great thing, you were the high school football quarterback, and or you were the all-star cheerleader, or something really bad happened to you, and insert that thing in here. You, you know, can't let it identify you. You cannot today. let it identify you. You know, you live in the here now. Great. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Well, one of the, some of the things that we get stuck in, they talk about fear and worry of the past keeps us focusing on the negative experiences, doing bad habits, and that we get into unhealthy relationships. I can, can clearly see that in my own life and looking at my past of getting stuck in certain things that I have focused on the negative and definitely created bad habits that I had to relearn, rebreak when I figured out this is not working for me very well. Okay, so now that we've kind of identified those things that we can see in our past, What are some of the steps that we can take to move past it, I guess, is the best way to say it? Well, I did some research on this, and according to John Rampton, there are eight steps to letting go of that never-changing past. Okay. So these were kind of helpful, I thought. It said, learn from the past, but don't dwell on it, right? What really happened, you know, when you just look at the facts, the emotions kind of are subdued a little bit. Mm -hmm. And take a look at those emotions. What emotions? How does that make you feel? When you look back on those things that you can't change in the past, uh, how can I use this to empower myself and my feelings? Again, what you got to identify what those things are first. Give yourself time to feel bad or beat yourself up. So pick a time, an hour, a day, <laughs> whatever. And and it doesn't matter if you're still if you've done this for the last twenty years and you're still doing it. Uh, my mom would call those pity parties. <laughs> there you go. Have your pity party. Yep. Be done with your pity party. Yep. Uh, then focus on yourself and move on. That was his number one. Well, I got to tell you, just so real quick, I think this is really interesting how you can empower yourself by using your feelings, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's really a good way of saying take that negative and use that energy to focus on something different. Uh, you know, so yeah, I, these are great helpful steps to really start moving in the right direction. The next one was to express yourself, you know, with the person that wronged you. Or the person that you wronged. So again, that could be all kinds of different things. 
that you can, you know, forgiving them or asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You can write it down. You can talk to a friend. One thing you could get professional help, depending Always on how big that. this is. <laughs> you might need that. Do something physical. We all know yeah. that you know work out means just that. You work it out. So work out. Go for a walk. Do some kind of physical movement or exercise, and that will generally kind of snap you back into the present. We've, we, there's a lot of research on that. What we do is we sit in the sauna. Yes, we do. Right? We, Unlike we, Bob thinking we sit in the hot tub, we actually... Sit in the sauna. <laughs> we sit in a sauna. Right. Holding it in leads to anxiety, depression, uncontrolled anger, high blood pressure, and heart problems. Oh, yeah. It's got a myriad of uh, yep. problems with it. You've got to find a way, again, to let go. And the number two on his list was it, you. if you express yourself, know your feelings, know your emotions from number one, express those feelings in number two, and move on. And so number three is one of the ones I think is really important is stop pointing fingers. That's right. Take responsibility for your part. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're really talking about here, right? It's mm-hmm. it's your part. In, but even if it was somebody else's, stop pointing fingers. Move right. on. And forgive yourself. I think that a lot of times the hardest person we have to forgive is ourself. But you've got to forgive yourself. You've got to forgive those other person. And you, you know, it doesn't mean those people have to move on with you. Just because you forgive them mm-hmm. does not mean that they have to move on in your journey with you. Yep. But blaming others keeps us in a negative place, and that really only hurts us. I so agree. We've got to move past that and take responsibility for yourself and stop pointing fingers at everybody else. I agree 100%. But then that gets you right into what's the next one? Focus on the present, <laughs> right? Stay in that place of gratitude. We've said that hopelessness and gratitude cannot occupy the same space. So when you're down or when you're depressed or when you're stuck in this place in the past, if you can focus on gratitude, that is going to snap you back into the present because that's going to give you a hope for something positive in the future, right? I agree. So if you focus on the positive in the moment, it's the most effective way of letting go of the past, and that is a way to stay in the present. So if you stay in the present, the past is going to be in the past. Yeah. That is easier said than done. Well, we Yeah, we always say that. But so you it, can be very conscious of that. And if you can stay in a place of gratitude, it snaps you back into the present. And I, and I do try to do that because just today when I was driving over to your house, I was thinking about something that happened to me as a teenager. Oh. It's like, I, there's yeah. no way I can change that. So then I immediately turned on and whatever, a song or something, mm-hmm. because it just snapped me out of that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the next is to disconnect for a while. I Take time to that. clear your head. Is it go for a walk, distance yourself from that past, literally, the, the people, the places, and the things that keep you stuck uh, by literally changing your surroundings. Or as you did in a car, literally changing the music. Inputting something else in its place. You're just swapping one thing out for another. Exactly. The next is think about the people around you. You know, mm-hmm. we say to take a look at the six people that you surround yourself with because you're a reflection of them. Are, are they good for you? Are they positive? Are they kind people? Do, do you respect them? If you don't respect them, they probably don't respect you. Let them help you to let go of the past because they, they're in your present. Right. right. And they likely know your past. Let them lift you up. Let them help you move through this. Let them see what you have a place of gratitude for. I think that's great advice. If you are surrounded by those six people that don't put you down, and if you are surrounded by those, let them go. Right, exactly. Let them go. Again, you don't have to take those people with you. No. Two more. The next one is forgive those that wronged you, including yourself. We kind of talked about that mm-hmm. already. Forgiving doesn't mean that you have to make your past part of your present or your future. You just have to be able to move past it. 
The last, according to him, is make new memories. I thought this was great. Mm -hmm. Make new memories that are positive. Prioritize those new memories and that time as part of your self-care. Plan to do things that make you happy, right? Put those things on your schedule. If you need to learn a new skill or if you like to do something that you never have time to do, put it in your day planner. Absolutely. Plan it, do it, put it in your time. Create those new memories. Create something new in the present that separates you from the past. Well, and especially like you say, if you're if you're in the present and you're creating those new memories, you don't have time to think about when you were the high school football, you know, all star quarterback or that's whatever. Right. So, yeah, that, I think that's great. Well, number two on the list of things to always remember is opinions don't define your reality. But boy, do they do sometimes. <laughs> Marcus Aurelius said, everything we hear is an opinion and not a fact. Everything we see is a perspective, not the truth. Yes. I have to agree with that. Now, that's easier said than done because it's my opinion and I'm quite fond of it. Right? <laughs> so, I think that I'm right or I probably wouldn't have that opinion. But that's just, that's all that that is, is an opinion. Mm-hmm. Based on my perception and my assumptions that generally probably are not going to be 100% accurate. So, my opinion as strong as I think it is and as right as I think it is is not actually that it is not the truth but however you do have doctor in front of your name so your opinion probably has a little bit more weight to it it certainly still doesn't make it the quote-unquote truth right right it makes it my truth Mm -hmm. as long as that's my perspective but it doesn't certainly make it my opinion of you or my judgment of something the truth for you and that's very true. It doesn't matter who that is. And one thing that most people have a problem with is gossip, right? Right. Because it, it, that's one of those things that will just suck you in, man. You just can't help it. It's juicy. And it, it, well, it's not actually opinion. Most of the time, it's not even the truth. Right. You know, it's not based in anything. But don't get sucked into that because, that, man, that's just going to really bring you down. There is always going to be somebody to do your laundry list. Yes. Yeah. I don't care who, who they are or what they are. And maybe it's just somebody having a bad day. They're going to be willing to do your laundry list. Well, and this other one I think uh, goes along with this. I think this is great. Is Don't take criticism from someone that you wouldn't take advice from. Yes. <laughs> but don't we do that, right? We go to the worst possible person. You know, that we go to the person that's filed bankruptcy five times and ask them for help with our finances. Exactly, you know, that's yes. An, that's a way exaggeration, but we do that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, oh, well, they have experience. Well, you know, get some experience in things that are positive. That's what I'm saying, not bad experience. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that that's fantastic. You Don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. Exactly. The next thing, you know, work on your own self-esteem and your own self-confidence to not let other people's opinions have power over you. Right? I agree. Their opinion is likely good for them, and what is good for one might not be good for another. Yeah, yes. because we live in a different strokes kind of world, so That's hey. Right. But you cannot let other people dictate how you show up, and you can't let other people's opinions rule what you do, because if you're trying to make everybody happy, you're going to make nobody happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Prioritize those people. That you want to make happy or you want to do things for and you need to start at the top of that list with you. I agree. Because the world's going to be a lot better around you if you're doing those things to take care of yourself. And then it goes right into number three. Everyone's journey is different. Exactly. It is. <laughs> you can't cookie cut human subjects. No. 
So we all struggle with this. Everybody's journey is different, but we don't tend to want it to be different. We want it to be in the norm of what ours is. So we always usually have an opinion about that sometimes. Well, we only know what we know, right? You don't know what you don't know. And if you have an experience similar to somebody else's, even though it's not the same, you're just going to assume because that's your perspective. Mm -hmm. And we got to remember, too, that, you know, it's like the tip of the iceberg, we only see 20% of a person, right? 80% of that person is under the surface. We only see their behavior of that 20%. We don't see why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. They may not be conscious of that reason, but everybody has a reason to do what they do. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see that. So just judging somebody's behavior of that 20% out of the water without trying to figure out why would they do that? That friend that's been a friend of yours for 20 years and they do one thing and they're like, Oh, no, I'm going to cut them out because they did one thing in 20 years, right? Because they just happen to be a big thing right now. Spend the time to figure out what's going on in their journey that has created this scenario and take the time to find out. Absolutely. And you know what? You may not want to know. If you don't want to know and they don't want to tell you, that's fine. Just be there for them through this time. They don't need judgment. Right, exactly. And remember, life's a journey, not a destination. It's the same for you as somebody else. You're going to have bad parts of your journey. Other people are going to have bad parts of their journey. And mm-hmm. that their bad part may um, interfere with your good part. It happens. But good just point. try to look at it with a little bit of compassion and understanding and try to figure out why they're doing what they're doing. And then you can, I think, forgive a little bit easier. A little bit. <laughs> Depending on what it is. Right. So number four, things always get better with time. We like did a whole long. part of a show on that, right? <laughs> yes, we did. Yep. Time and space gives us perspective. You know, that that saying that time heals all wounds, give it time, etc. Um, again, we did a whole part. I don't remember what show that was. But we did a whole part of a show on that. That there was mm-hmm. a lot of scientific research based on that. That the mind actually desensitizes those things over time. And so it is a healing process because you are less emotional over time with that heartache and that whatever it is that's happened, the brain desensitizes over time. Well, certainly. I mean, you think about when somebody close to you dies, Mm -hmm. we're, we're so caught up in the moment, but then however long it takes people to get to that point, you remember the good times, you remember the happy times, and that's what you remember. You know, it's like they they have no bad side. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because in research, in the brain, things are coded differently in your short-term memory and then in your long-term memory. Hmm. And and they're desensitized going into your long-term memory. But as long as they're in your short-term memory, you're going to have a lot of emotion behind that. And those memories can stay for months or years, depending upon the significance of that memory. So when a memory is transferred from the short term to the long term in your memory process, those things are also perceived differently. People say, you know, that's not how I remember it. Well, we both had the exact same experience. How can you remember it differently? Uh, Literally, this is a neurological thing that it goes when it goes from your short term memory to your long term memory, it can actually change your perspective, which is, I think, fascinating. So that's how two people can have the same experience and remember it differently. When it goes from short term to long term, isn't that isn't that interesting? That is interesting. The brain it, just works that way. But I imagine it has something to do with the emotion you encoded on it as you put it into your long term memory, which is going to be different for two different people. Right. Exactly. At least that would be my opinion. I'm not a neuroscientist. So. <laughs> yeah. 
there's an interesting thing when it talked about um, experiences versus objects as mm. well. You know, we talk about rose-colored glasses when we, right. you know, that, that actually is a true thing. So when you have an experience, like a vacation or whatever, our brain forgets the negative associated with that, but remembers the good stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, Disney World was amazing, right? When we went a couple years ago, we, we forget the long lines and the fact it was 120 degrees outside, but everything's rosier, right? Our memories, the experiences that works with, but objects, they depreciate. So when you have an object, you have a new car, it's great for the first while. You keep it clean, you shine it, and then, you know, a couple months later, it's dirty and you're not worried about it. I believe it it. was uh, two months, I can't remember, six weeks, you had the stats of it, then it just becomes your car. (laughs) Right, exactly. Or then you just want a new car. We want new objects. We want new things. So experiences gain perspective when they go from short-term to long-term and they become rosier, mm-hmm. objects actually decrease in value and in we'll, our brain. And we can give you a perfect example. You know, do you remember the blender that you bought in 1982? Probably not. But you remember the trip you took with your grandmother when, you know what I'm saying? It's exactly. Just- <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's exactly right. The brain stores information differently. I think that's fascinating. Yeah, I love that. We could do a whole show on that. <laughs> yes, we could. Uh, number five, judgments are a confession of character. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Yes, yes, yes. We should do a whole show on this, too. Yeah, because, this man. This is so true. How you treat other people is a reflection of you. And how other people treat you is a reflection of them. Mm-hmm. Since we spend so much time comparing ourselves with other people, you know, we find our place in that comparison through judgment. Right, because we see them differently, or they see us differently. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, those things that happen, or oh, I thought you were going to do this X insert whatever. Why in the world would you think I would do that? Well, because that's what they would do. Right. Right. I don't care what we're talking about when when you have issues with people over things like that. It's because that says far more about them than it ever does about you. I agree with this. I mean, it makes perfect sense. If you're talking about judging other people, it is something about you. Exactly. And character is a mental and moral quality that really is distinctive between people. Different people's character is going to show up differently. How resilient are you? How good, you know, are you a good person? You know, we did a whole show on moral ethics and character and being a good person. Your your character is your character and it's going to show up. Same is true with other people. And I think that we've, we've come to understand this much, much better in today's age than what we used to. Because most people would push their criticisms onto you, whatever right. that was. So if I can read a book while doing my work or listening to music while doing my homework if I was a kid, and my parents didn't think that that was possible then, you know, that was their own judgment on something that they felt right, they exactly. couldn't do. We all have them. Sure, sure, we absolutely. All have them. The next is overthinking will lead to sadness. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, did a whole man. show on overthinking. <laughs> yeah. Overthinking is not about problem solving. It actually interferes with problem yes, solving. It it's a major cause of unhappiness. It causes us to get stuck in the what ifs, could have been, should be, mm. should haves, all that stuff. Some of the things that help with overthinking, again, if you are an overthinker and you're struggling with this, you should go back and listen to our show. It was a pretty good one. Ways that you can stop overthinking, just what you did in the car. Listen to music. 
Do something to shock your system. You right. know what you see on TV? They smack the person. Right. right? <laughs> That's true. Doing something to shock your system is a good way to stop all that cycle of overthinking. Well, and I got to tell you, I don't think overthinking, like you said, has anything to do with problem solving because overthinking is all about emotions. Yes. Once you, you, you start to replay it in your mind over and over again, you're replaying that emotion over and over and over again. Right. Not ways to solve the problem. And overthinking, at least in my opinion usually has everything to do with the past. Or worry about the future. I or guess worry, you know, yeah. worry about yeah. It's definitely never in the present. Right. And a lot of times, it can have to do with you're too tired, you're oh. hot, you're thirsty, you're hungry, or whatever. Some you're of those, angry. You're angry. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of controlling your emotions and snapping yourself back. Music was one of the number one things that you could do. If you started to play music that you like, music that would get you out of that overthinking process was one of the best ways, in, I think, in the research base mm-hmm. that we showed on yep. that. Yep. Well, let's talk about number seven. Happiness is found within. Yeah. I mean, and that's not woo-woo. That's just the truth. Well, we did a whole show on why people are unhappy, and we did a show on how to be more happy. Mm-hmm. So we have two separate shows on this, and it was based on a study that said that 33% of Americans say that they are happy, which means that 66 point whatever percent of people are unha- Americans are unhappy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. We are the biggest, baddest, wealthiest country in the world, according to most, <laughs> and we're the most unhappy people on the planet, practically. And maybe it's it's a combination of all that. Because, again, if you're unhappy, you're usually living in the past, worried about the future. I mean, these things are all interconnected somehow, I would think. How does one start to look? Well, there's three primary reasons why Americans, based on research, are so unhappy. Okay. Number one is expectations, that we fear what we have today, that we're going to lose it tomorrow. Mm, I can see that. Well, and that's because, what, 80% of people are living paycheck to paycheck in this country? Then number two was social media, specifically Facebook, was number one on that, that people are more unhappy when they get off Facebook than when they get on because you're comparing somebody else's highlight reel to your blooper reel. I was going to say, yeah. And risk, which comes back to debt, right, that people are just hugely in debt was one of the main reasons why they were unhappy. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And I can see that. in our show, we talked about some things that you can do to be happier, right? You can live in the moment. We talked about that. If you're not in the past and you're not in the future, if you can live in the moment, you have a much better chance of being happy. Getting exercise, working out, working it out, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Spend more time with family and friends. Uh, literally get outside in the woods and nature. We did a uh, whole thing of putting your feet in the dirt, you yep, know, walking on barefoot. The grass and, yeah. that, that there's actually scientific research that says you'll be, you'll be happier if you're actually physically in the dirt. Uh, I know you don't like that because you don't Mm-mm. like to be dirty. Get enough sleep. 63% of Americans said that they don't get enough sleep every night. I'm and one of those people. The number one, <laughs> the number one thing was to be grateful. Again, staying in a place of gratitude is going to keep you in the present and it's going to make you be hopeful, which is going to lead to a better happiness. I think if you can just do three of these things, you're going to change your whole outcome of your life, I tell you. Exactly. Well, let's talk about number eight real quick. Positive thoughts create positive things. I agree 100%. I mean, and people, again, are going, well, you know, that's just woo-woo. Okay, but if you're positive, (laughs) you can't be negative. Right, no matter what you call it. 
um, the law of attraction, mm-hmm. um, get the energy that you focus on is going to boomerang back. That's right. right. To you. It I mean, if you, if you are in a positive state and you are putting that positive energy into whatever it is that you're doing, it will come back to you. Every major religion in the world has a concept for yes, this. Yes, they do. Yeah. That where you put your time and your effort and your money is where you're going to see the rewards. Reap what you sow, mm-hmm. the golden rule, no matter what you want to call it, um, the law of attraction, that's all the same thing. What you're going right. to focus on, what you're going to plant is what you're going to grow. And, I mean, there's been songs, hundreds of them made about this yeah. very same thing. So if you can try, again, easier said than done, bad things do happen, tragedy does strike. But if you can take the time and just think about the positive things, which gratitude will get you there, they cannot coexist. Exactly. I promise you. It just, you can snap back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, but they can't coexist. It, exactly. Right, right, exactly. And the more you focus on the things that you're grateful for, the more of the things you're going to be grateful for. It and just me. is. And if you like, I don't understand this, go look at your checkbook. Go look at your day planner and find out where you prioritize your money and your time. Mm-hmm. And you will figure out those things that are making you unhappy. Right. It's simple. Or things that are making you happy. You know, either way. But what you focus on increases. Where you put your energy is what you're going to grow. Period. One, yeah, 100%. It's a big T truth. It doesn't matter what religion. doesn't matter whether it's Eastern or Western philosophy. It's all the same thing. What you focus on increases your positive thoughts, create positive things. The same is true with negative thoughts, create negative things. Right. So Keep one of the 12 positive. things to always remember is stay positive thoughts. If you have a negative one, replace it with a positive one. Right. And that goes right into number nine. Smiles are contagious. They and are. There's you... research to back this up. Mm-hmm. Most of this comes out of Scandinavian countries. But it's interesting. They also found that a fake smile... So faking your smile, they literally put a pencil between your teeth that kind of physically makes your mouth smile. Mm-hmm. And people are generally happier over time, even if they fake it. And I, I think I've said this in other shows that I did that. You know, mm-hmm. I made myself smile more. It really does help. I mean, people are much more approachable, you mm-hmm. know, to you and everything like that. So, yeah, smiles, they're just contagious. People smile right back. And it's what actually has a name. It's called um, Facial Feedback Hypothesis. That talks about smiling reduces distress and that even fake smiling is going to make you happier. Well, and have you ever had an incident where you smiled at somebody and then they got really crappy with you? Like, you know, I'm not saying generally. That, not no. generally. I yeah. mean, most of the time you smile to a stranger on the street or anybody, grocery store, anything, you smile and say good morning or you, you're nice to people. People are going to respond, respond to positively that. to that because it's positive. Right. right? I mean, They're being seen when we all want to be seen. I don't, I don't care. We are social beings having a human experience. We want to be accepted. We want to be loved. We need these things in our life. And hiding, even though that's how where some people live mm-hmm. in a hiding state, that is not a happy place because that is not part of the human condition. I agree. We are social. We're supposed to be out and about and be intermingling with other people. And I will say this. You know, if you send out a smile, somebody doesn't smile back, that's okay. Move on to the next person. Exactly. I mean, we're not talking your creepy smile. We're just saying, you know, know, when you're going out there, just smile. It it doesn't hurt anything. And I Hold the door. Say good morning to someone. Just be kind. The dividends will repay big time on this. That's right. Again, from the last one, right? You're positive, you're kind, and to people, people are going to be kind to you. Right. You know, the 14th Dalai Lama said, happiness 
is not something ready-made. It comes from your own actions. Yes. thousand percent of the time. You are going to reap what you sow. Folks, I swear you can do this any time of the day. It, it, when you're talking to somebody on the phone, when you hear that, when it's like, you know, put a smile in your voice. This, right. Those things are true. I mean, these people are having an experience on the other end of that phone just as much as you are. Again, you don't know what their journey is. And you don't know what their journey is. So, yeah, I get it. it, it it's hard. It is. It's one of those things that we say is much easier said than done. But just try it out. I like it. That's why I continue to do it. Well, I guess that goes right into number 10. Kindness is free. It's free to give out. It's free to accept. Exactly. Well, the University of California in LA found that the people that observed people acting in kindness Mm -hmm. also reciprocated. So when you were a giver or a receiver and of some type of kindness, that was reciprocated. But also just observing somebody be kind to somebody else led to people reciprocating that. So you're saying kindness is free and contagious. There you go. (laughs) Research professor Joseph Ferrari from DePaul University concluded that it is natural for us to seek positive emotions that accompany seeking and doing acts of kindness. Well, yeah. We just expect good things. When people are kind to other people. Right. I mean, can you imagine people trying to seek out negative experiences? I mean, right. that doesn't even make sense. I mean, if people want to belong. Right. I mean, you think about when people go out and do something for a community. Um, they b- help build houses for Habitat for Humanity or something to that effect. You walk away, you have given your time, your energy, your your whole being. You are sweating and you are energized. That's right. I mean, think about that. When I'm getting out of work at five, I'm just like, but exactly. (laughs) But man, when you're doing that and you get to see the look on these people's faces, when they get to walk into their house or whatever that is that you have given, man, it's just like no other kind of feeling. Well, you said just reciprocation of the smile to the stranger on the street to just acknowledge their presence on the planet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, how many people just look away and don't acknowledge them? You don't have to give them money or Right. Give them anything or even talk to them. You can just smile to them, acknowledge, I see you. Yep. I see you. That's all That's all that it takes. And that sparks something in people that somebody cares about me. Somebody saw me today. There's a whole population of people that go about this planet that never get seen or never mm-hmm. feel seen because nobody takes the effort to just a simple smile on the street. Right. A small act of kindness. So number 11, and we talk about this a lot, you only fail... If you quit, that's, that's right. true. The whole show on that too. Did, Failure yes. is a perception. And and when we talk about fail, we are talking about quitting. You will fail at whatever it is that you're going to challenge yourself to do. Yep. Whether it's at start a marathon, I don't care. Whatever it is, insert it here, and you will fail at it. But if you quit. That's the ultimate ultimate failure. Exactly. Yeah. You you either succeed or you learn from it. Right. And you just move on because it's a process. Right. I mean, everything you're going to learn in life, I don't care what it is, it's going to be a step process. You're going to learn a little bit. You're going to mess it up, whatever that is. You're going to learn from that. Then you're going to learn even more. And that's how learning is done. That's life. That is life. And. Again, this whole thing of getting stuck, right? You can get stuck in the past because you didn't learn the lesson, or you mm-hmm. can get stuck in the past because you don't want to accept the lesson. Yes. You, and then you perceive it as a failure, and then I can't do anything, right? Just because I can't do one thing means I can't do anything. And right. That, you, can't, you can't live there. And Work I can, your strengths. God gave you strengths. Yes. Work your strengths. 
some people think that they don't have any. It's simply not true. Yeah. You, it, everybody has that thing that they're good at, whatever exactly. that thing is. Just because maybe somebody stumped it out or just because you haven't, you know, really worked at it or whatever, whatever the reason is you, you're not working your strength yep. doesn't mean you don't have them. And don't listen to other people when they tell you you're not good enough because that's just a waste of your time and energy. Well, you need to find some new six people that, that's that right. do see your value and see ways that they will help you get better. Right. And that takes being that, too. Again, what goes around comes around. Somebody who's not a good friend is not going to find good friends. Be Very a friend. If you're a friend, that will be reciprocated. And I agree with you. And I think number 11 is very important to hear again. You only fail if you quit. 100% of the time. Every time. Every time. Well, now we're on to number 12. What goes around comes around. <laughs> again, the theme of all these 12 pretty much has been that. Yeah. Uh, again, both in Christianity, Islam, Judaism, it doesn't matter. You can call it karma. You can, no matter what you call it, you're going to plant it and it's going to grow. Right. Positive, negative, Whatever. doesn't matter. It just is part of nature. It is part of the big T truth of the world. So be kind, be loving, be a place of, you know, live in a place of gratitude and your things are going to come back positive. Well, and I guess going in with that, what comes around goes around. I know a lot of people out there, and even me sometimes, you just feel like, yeah, but it never comes back to me. I never get it back. I put it out there, but it never comes back. And I challenge you yeah. to think about that. Because if you're really truly putting it out there and nothing is being reciprocated, find those six people and find out why it's not being reciprocated. Well, and understand, too, that reciprocation doesn't mean you get what you want. It means you get what you need. Well, that's There's a very a big good point, difference. Yeah. You know, oh, I never get what I want. Well, that may be true, but you're going to always get what you need. Right. You know, you may get that one person you want, but you're going to have somebody that's going to be there to help you. When do you think that the when people think that, it's like I'm not getting what I want, it's because they haven't really analyzed it. Like if you're putting it out there and you're not getting what you want, but you're saying you're getting what you need, Maybe this is really what you want because that's what you're putting it out there. You just haven't really thought about it that much. Oh, I think so, and I think people don't realize what they plant. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, like, well, no, I planted corn, and you know, I got asparagus. Yeah, then you didn't plant corn, right? I mean, how many times do we do that? And we all do that too, sure. right? We talked about the whole show in that. I know it was positive. Were you? Was that really positive, yeah. or was that uh, a criticism or a judgment? You know, just because Very it was point. your opinion. And you planted your opinion, and it didn't grow in somebody else. Well, that's because it's your opinion. Right. So know I, what you're planting. Right. I think that's great and great advice, but that's what you also have to keep in mind. Is your advice, if it's wrapped up in a criticism and your opinion... And judgment. And judgment, then is it really advice? I think there's no better example of that than our kids, right? We tell our kids, you need to do this. Well, that's And then true. it never gets done. Well, because they don't have a value that it needs to be done. So you might have planted it needed to get done. Yeah. It's not growing until they, you know, own it. You know, that's one thing we talk about in business all the time is nobody knows how to do the job better than the person that does it every day. Right? Ask them. Ask the person who does the job (laughs) and ask them how to do it rather than dictate because then they take ownership of that. And then they're likely going to manifest that. But you simply telling them what to do is not growing anything. It's simply just regurgitating something. Right. 
Allow people to be creative and they will astound you. Exactly. Understand that people will rise, including yourself, to the level of expectation that you have for them. Yep. And if you don't have a high expectation, don't expect to get good results of yourself as well as other people. There you go. Well, there you have it, folks. The 12 things to always keep in mind. Always remember when you're feeling down and out or if you're feeling like you're stuck in the past. Whatever that is. These are the things that can help you snap yourself out of it, if you will. You know, I think that it's a good foundation to really get your life moving. Exactly. Agree 100%. And know what you're planting. There you go. So we're about out of time for this show, and we have some great news. Starting January 1st, 2022, you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com or any of the podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Just search Living On Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast or look us up on Facebook and give us a like and let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's right. So live every day of your life. On purpose. On purpose.